Let's go. All right. Are you ready? From the top. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, uh, to just another casual podcast. I'm here with my buddy, Stuart, and uh, he's honorary first guest on here. And uh, I wanted to, I, the reason I wanted to have Stuart on here is, number one, obviously, we're friends, but and we have a lot of crossover uh, with what we do for work and our interests and whatnot. But uh, more specifically, he's in like a different, because of all this crossover, I thought it'd be interesting because he's in a different spot also um, in some of these crossover areas, if that makes any sense. I think when we get into the conversation, it'll it'll explain itself a little bit more. But again, I'm going to give Stuart the floor to kind of talk about whatever he wants, plug whatever he wants, give his own intro. He's a, he's a really good friend of mine. And uh, yeah, this is Stuart. Welcome. Thanks, man. I really appreciate you having me on. And uh, likewise on the friendship, it's been great to, what's funny, what's funny is we've only met once in person, but we've talked so much. <laughs> about no, so seriously, much man. Um, it's wild to me, but that's, and that's, you know, that's 2020. That's, that's the era that we're living in is, Hey, you don't have to be face to face all the time to develop up a friendship but there's quite a few memes i'm sure you've seen them gamer memes about like when you finally get to meet your your gamer tag friends or whatever and it's not the same i'm not a gamer i wish i was wish i had the time for that but uh there's a similarity there so i love it and thanks uh it means literally so much to me to be invited on your podcast uh and this isn't just my opinion this is numbers this is data like the powerhouse that you are in the digital space when you when we talked just a few days ago about me coming on i was like Oh shit! Really? Like you're just starting a podcast and I get to be on and be one of the you know the first guests? I was like, oh, well, yeah, let's clear the fucking schedule. <laughs> let's do it. And I know you're you're a humble guy and you're generous to others, and I appreciate that. And this is probably a moment where you're like, okay, if you could just shut up, so we could do the podcast and stop saying how good I am. I really don't care, dude. It's still getting out there. So I am grateful, very grateful for the opportunity um, because this is my not my opinion. This is just the truth you've got a large platform in other spaces, you know, not just this podcast space and the fact that you would give me, you know, a few minutes to, you know, share some, some intimate things and some thoughts. Um, it's very, I'm very grateful for that. So thank you so much. My name is Stuart Hardy. Uh, like Devon said, good friend of his. Um, and I have a podcast called not your mother's podcast. Uh, when I first started it, like Devon said, we're in um, similar spaces. Um, when it comes to marketing and somewhat mixed martial arts, yeah. he's way ahead of me in both spaces. <laughs> you said, yeah, the perfect time. Good job. Uh, so he's way ahead of me in both spaces. That's just the truth. That's, I don't have, I'm not, this is not a brag thing. It's just, again, numbers. So he's way ahead of me in both spaces, but I do like that we have some commonality there where I can, I can honestly hit him up for like, Hey, <laughs> this link isn't working. What's wrong with Facebook today? <laughs> like, like, Hey, Dropbox is frozen. What do I do? So it's very, I'm very grateful for the relationship in that sense, but also the fact that we have those commonalities. With those commonalities, because I have dabbling, I've been dabbling when it comes, uh, compared when it comes to social media and um, uh, marketing and um, mixed martial arts. When I started my podcast, I thought, you know, I want to have, I want it to be, the few things that I knew was, I want it to be explicit. I want to be able to say whatever I want to say. And also, I want to talk about MMA and marketing and boxing and how those things all kind of meld and mesh and different nuances within them. And also, I come from a religious background. So let's talk, I'm a very cultish, if I'm being honest, background. So <laughs> that might be fun. You know, who knows? We'll see. 
So I did a few episodes in the beginning. The very first episode talked about the cult that I came from. And then the rest, the next few episodes were MMA and marketing. Well, the cult one did great. <laughs> Just like you see every other Netflix special is cults or Jeffrey Dahmer. Like that's all anyone wants to hear about. Did they kill someone or were they locked up in some big compound in Texas? Otherwise, I'm not watching that. Yeah. So I learned that real hard and fast. No one gave a shit about my MMA or marketing podcast. They're like, fuck this. When are we going to hear about more cults? I'm like, all right, fine. So, and I love my audience. Don't get me wrong. They actually helped me buy a, a very nice computer for the podcast, which is kind of unheard of when it comes to not having, you know, 5,000 some odd, at least a level of like 5,000 some odd people. You know, we didn't set up a GoFundMe. We didn't do anything crazy, but they're, they're awesome. I love the community that we together have been able to foster over there. Anyways, that's my podcast. We talk about cults. <laughs> I'd love to talk about <laughs> MMA and marketing, which just doesn't happen very often. But there's a few. There's, I think, four or five of the 40-some episodes talk about that. So anyways, yeah, I'm Stuart. I have a podcast. I have a lot of fun with it. It's not as um, it's not updated as often as it should be, but um, it's updated fairly often. And I do come from, just to give a little bit of uh, uh, background as far as religion, I come from a very strict religious background. I was a member of the Independent Fundamental Baptist Movement, and uh, if you tell anyone that's in it that it's a cult or a movement, get ready to get bitch slapped, verbally, of course, because how dare they actually slap you. Um, <laughs> it's, they, don't, they don't want you to call it that. They want you to call it a religion. They want you to know that they don't report to you know, headquarters in Hammond, Indiana, and they all did or do. Um, or actually, dude, there's actually uh, SoCal chapters that are pretty big. Uh, West Coast Baptist College yeah. and Golden State Baptist College, real big out here. So anyways, all that to say, I come from a deeply religious background. Um, I was born into the Independent Fundamental Baptist Movement, uh, which is, it's a, let's see, I would call it an offshoot of the Baptists, like a fundamental offshoot, not unlike fundamental Mormons or Muslims. Sure. And I would say it's an offshoot of the Baptist uh, denomination, and is a, it is a small strain or sect of the Christian faith is the best way to describe that. And again, that's just, it's, you know, that's a flow chart of Christianity is up here, and you've got Catholicism and, you know, missionary Baptists and Baptists and, 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 and you know, honestly, some, you know, you got Methodists, you got all kinds of stuff. Then you narrow it down to Baptists, then even further down to independent fundamental Baptists. That's where I come from. I was born into that. That's all I did. I was the guy, not unlike the Mormons and the JWs, knocking on your door on Saturday. You're trying to enjoy your cartoons and your cereal. And I'm saying, hey, you know, you're going to die and go to hell. So answer the door. If that doesn't happen. That was me. <laughs> and then uh, that was my whole childhood. And then uh, went to college in Crown Point, Indiana, um, and was there for four years. Got married, worked at a church after that in Michigan um, for two years, and then left and came to Southern California. Big departure, I know, <laughs> and uh, was actively involved in another. They're all over. They're all over the world. The Independent Fundamental Baptist is everywhere. The movement is everywhere. They're very proud of that. And um, anyways, that's my background. Moved out here and then eventually made my slow departure. It's rarely a quick one from that cult and uh and now living free and clear <laughs> somewhat so anyways that's that's the elongated version of who i am where i come from and to some extent what i'm about so there's part of that that i'm gonna ask, that i want to ask but i'm gonna wait to ask it until after i ask okay. you something else because i feel like it would give more context 
oh, yeah. it, would, it would give it, it would give more yeah context to when you actually do answer that question honestly. So we're gonna okay, I guess, back into it. So okay. What, what I got I, ahead of you. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're fine. No, no. It's perfect. It's perfect because I no. I wanted to purposely right. let everyone know that we. I want to ask you something beforehand because if I ask you, you know, why did you leave? I feel like that's that's such yeah. a, a, con, a question that it have multiple dimensions that you need to, you know, fill in the blanks with. But I feel like there's a question that I want to ask anyway that will give context to it, so that when you do answer, at least you have a little bit more of a foundation okay, to lay cool. it on for everybody. So. What I wanted to get in today with Stuart, um, specifically about this, because like you can kind of ask this to anybody, but again, I think it'd be interesting to hear Stuart's take because again, he was in deeply embedded in like uh, a system. And for those of you that don't know, kind of what we're talking about, they're like, "Well, is that just like what's separate? What is different about what Stuart is involved in with like other?" Uh, parts of Christianity or isn't all Christianity the same yeah. or whatever I'm not in here to try to talk about that but I do want to give some context uh, for that there's it's denominations clarity, in Christianity I appreciate you making that distinction thank you oh yeah no no of course um, there, there's um, denominations in Christianity and what these things are what these denominations are is really just organized systems and communities and they have in some instances slightly slightly different uh, beliefs about like textual stuff in the bible um some of them are like community beliefs that are really pretty benign in the sense of like i don't know you, you know we just happen to we want to get dressed up for church and that's kind of like to the extent yeah. of it but then some of them are very fundamental like very very traditional fundamentalists where there's an there's more um i guess criteria for how they want you to live than i could even begin to list honestly there's there are some denominations that are like that right i could list it <laughs> yeah yeah there are <laughs> so when we when he's talking about um the denomination that he was involved in that's one of many and i'm sure that across maybe even in in just in that denomination alone there's particular churches um that they, they don't even agree with everything 100 percent, right there's some right yeah yes there's offshoots always. Yeah, absolutely. So again, that's religion, though. I like you're saying as a whole. Yeah, yeah. So, just to give you guys some context, that's what denominations are. And Stuart was involved in a particular uh, denomination that which he had left. So, what I want to get into um, is because for a lot of people, like in regards to morality, that that's a very open ended, uh, like topic to where you can't really fully answer everything like you're basically you're always going to look for for answers in in regards to this the space i want to ask Stuart. you know now that you are not in involved in that i guess organization or sect Mm -hmm. or denomination you know and there's no right or wrong answer i don't care like just so you guys know i'm not trying to convince Stuart or anyone of anything like we're really just, just hitting me to the wall you guys how dare you yeah right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. i, I, I want to know what you reference now for uh morality because i'm not, again i'm not saying that people can't ref uh have a, a reference or, or a high standard of morality or high criteria for right. themselves uh for which they want to meet to become a better person if they don't have God, that's not what I'm saying at all. Like not whatsoever. It's definitely possible to have like critical thinking and understand right from wrong. hundred percent. Um, no matter what you believe, but I do want to know what that domain is. Right. Because sometimes there's a lot of people that simplify and be like, Oh, it's just God. 
and to some extent, like I, I can understand that because obviously, like, like I yeah. identify as like Christian, right? Um, but I also might have like some type of thoughts that have more of a critical thinking process than other people who believe in it. I might have blind faith in some situations. Right. I might have more systematized ideas about other things uh, in regards to it. But for you, going from at one point, maybe you did have that blind faith in certain situations. Obviously, you left, so there was probably something in the back of your head that had that systematized like rational thinking about other things where like hey this doesn't always make sense to me here you know what i mean what right now do you reference in regards to morality to kind of give you that compass of uh to do you know when it comes to right or wrong and then how is that yeah how's that transition been from what you believed before and what stuff is still there from that you didn't leave and how does all that work and then also like i guess you could preface that before we even get into it, like what you believe now is like, do you think that there's a God? If, if you had to give yourself some generic label, what would you consider yourself? So it's easy. I think if, if you, if, again, the labels, like you're saying, and I, I don't know if you've said it yet in this portion, but um, we've, you've talked about like, if you had to label me, I'd be Christian. If you had to label me, if you had to label Stuart, it's really, <laughs> it's funky. Somewhere between a spiritualist and a, a agnostic, okay. which I know are opposites, <laughs> but that is where I would kind of land. What I, the other thing I like to sum it all down with, or sum it all down to, I should say, to, to make that sound right, is that I am so happy to not know. And it sounds weird. And that is, as a human, that's a really weird statement. <laughs> like, I, there's things I need to know. You know, I need to know. Uh, my custody schedule, right? I need to yeah. know what bills are due this month. Like the other things you got to know, but when it comes to spirituality, I am, I, I think for 20, let's say uh, 20 plus years, I want to say around 26, 27 years of my life. I'm 30, oh gosh, I'm 34. <laughs> All right. I'm 34. Um, at least when we're recording this. Um, so <laughs> I, uh, for so long, I knew everything about God and the Bible. What did I actually know? Nothing. I didn't know shit. But at a very young age, I was convinced that I knew it all. And not just that, that I was right about all of it. And so in a strange twist of fate, in a weird way, I am okay. And I am happy with being like, I don't fucking know, man. Like, who's God? And where does he live? And what's heaven? And what's hell? I like, you know, um, Dude, okay, so I'm just going to throw this up. This is super random. Have you ever heard of or seen the show? It's on Hulu now called Preacher. No, uh, now I'm going to watch it, though. With Dominic Cooper. Bro, oh, it's super irreverent. So you're <laughs> going to be okay with that. I know just to prepare you, though. I do, but it, it's very irreverent, and it's very, like, you, Hitler's in the show. He's a great guy. <laughs> it's really <laughs> weird. Um, but it's, it's, it's a neat um, version of God in heaven and hell. It's just, it's, and they're not putting it up as, well, this is the truth. This is how it is. It's yeah. not a docu-series. It's none of that. Uh-huh. It's, it's based on, I believe it's based on a graphic novel. So uh, a comic. Anyways, that just throwing that out there. Yeah, if, yeah. if you guys are into irreverent stuff about religion and God, you will love Preacher. So, and that, that also speaks to all of that unknown. Like what, and it, what the show does is kind of tries to put a stamp or a face on, it really does put a face to God and to heaven and hell and all of that. And I don't look at it as, oh, well, this is my Bible now, or this is the truth, but it's a fun departure um, from all of the mumbo jumbo that I grew up with. Anyways, all that to say, I am thrilled to now be able to tell someone who says, well, what do you believe? Or where are you going to go when you die? 
I'm not saying that I would go to heaven or hell or that they do exist or don't exist. I'm saying I, I really don't know. For years and years of knowing and thinking I knew exactly what everything was, I'm not sure, and I'm okay with that. And I'm not saying that's for everybody. It's clearly not. It's not for my parents. They're both Christians. My dad's a pastor. Um, it's not for a lot of my friends who are still actively involved in some level of faith or in the exact same you know, uh, faith that I come from, the independent fundamental Baptist movement. And I know I'm way off point with your question, <laughs> but um, I would say as far as leaving, and again, like you said, we'll get into that more later, but leaving and what, what's left over, to say that there's nothing left over from that faith is bullshit. How can I be that involved from birth and indoctrinated in some sense, in many senses of the word? Sure. Senses of word? Yeah, I think so. In many <laughs> senses of that word. Um, yeah, there's a lot left over. There's a lot of things. Like, for instance, okay, there's the stuff that's not left over is the i can't go to movie theaters and i can't drink alcohol and i can't have any sort of medicinal or recreational drug use like are you kidding me what like if i'm going to get married the person i'm getting married to um you know if i'm not divorced which i am they can't be divorced either i need to be pure until i'm married meaning i, I can't have premarital intercourse like all of that stuff gone like i'm done yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. ridiculous but there is stuff that's left over. Like there are phrases and terms and, uh, and I shouldn't say left over because I don't want it to seem like an afterthought, but there are friends that I have dear friends that I have that are still involved in the movement. Um, and, uh, not my parents, they're no longer in, they are still Christians, but they're no longer part of the independent fundamental Baptist movement. Um, so anyways, back to your question, <laughs> the moral compass. I, um, I'll try to make this brief, but I, God, months ago, maybe a year ago, um, I was in therapy and I uh, brought this up to my therapist when I'm uh, in the gym. I like to, for my cardio, I like to do the Stairmaster. And when I'm on the Stairmaster, um, I like to watch motivational videos, Mulligan Brothers. I feel like you have to know who they are. Maybe you don't. Yeah, I do. But I love Mulligan Brothers. Okay, I figured <laughs> they're in that YouTube space. Yeah. So I really like the way they put together their motivational video stuff. So they, uh, Dwayne Johnson did a talk with the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, I don't know when this was. It was some time ago. And they put music to it, and they did their own edits, and it looked good. So I was watching that, and he talked – I believe it was in that, that talk, and it may have been somewhere else, but I believe that's where it was. He talked about having an anchor. And if you look at Dwayne Johnson – Two things are clearly his anchor, and I love the guy. I think he's, I think he's terrific, until something bad comes out about him, and then you know he's, he's the worst ever. I don't know, but for now he's great, just like Conor McGregor. I thought Conor was the shit. I still think he's an incredible person, but he's done some dumb shit. Anyways, um, it is. I still have proper twelve. I'm looking at a bottle of it right now. This shit's great whiskey, or whatever, for a good price. Seriously. All right, so there's another plug. <laughs> Buy proper twelve. You know, they're not a sponsor here, but we're hoping soon, maybe. <laughs> right. All right. So, yeah, I'm way off track. How did I get the proper 12 from a moral code? That is not a line at all. <laughs> all right. So, I'm in therapy, and my therapist, and I bring this up because I'm concerned because I watched this video, and Dwayne Johnson says, well, that's what I'm saying. He has, he's the, uh, he has an anchor, and again, his literal anchor is steroids first and then the gym. And again, no disrespect. <laughs> if I had that kind of money, I'd be doing what it takes to look like that too for exactly. sure exactly so but his statement in this speech was hey my anchor is the gym i've been there since i was a kid i know what's the the henry rollins quote i love henry rollins the iron doesn't lie something like that yeah and so 
his his thing was my anchor is the gym. I'm I'm always there. It's consistent. I know it's going to be there. You know, I'm going to be there. And so I looked at my therapist and said, oh, my God, I don't have an anchor. I'm so scared right now because I don't. And this was years after leaving the 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 religion that I was in. Sure. And it wasn't like, oh, no, I'm just leaving the religion. I want to get some context. It wasn't like I just left the religion. Now I don't have an anchor, which was definitely a scary place. We can talk to that more on another podcast or another point in this podcast. Yeah. But I said, when I watch this, I've felt for years now that I'm good, I'm solid, I'm happy with where I'm at or where I'm headed. And then when I heard Dwayne Johnson say this, who I definitely idolize him more than I should, let's just be honest. And that's another thing that is really hard to break when you come from a cult background where you are taught from infancy to idolize church leaders, which is extremely unhealthy. Yeah. But then you tend to, like I have, latch on to people like Gary V or Dwayne Johnson or Henry Rollins. They, again, I don't think it's healthy to over idolize them, but I think it is good to have some level of respect for role models until again, like Conor McGregor or someone similar, they start punching old dudes in bars. Yeah. Then you got to kind of reset and figure out what you really think about. All right. I'm done with Conor. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> so Dwayne Johnson says, my anchor is the gym. I look at my therapist and I say, Oh man, like, I don't, I'm not sure what my anchor is. I'm kind of scared by that. I'm like, I need like, you know, again, it's the man worship. Like, Oh my God, the rock has this thing. I have to have it. Like, Right now, I'm talking to you on my JBL Dwayne Johnson headphones. It's a real, really, <laughs> I am. So I say, you know, she says, okay, she says to me, okay, back off, you know, the whole idolizing Dwayne Johnson a little bit. You're not him. You're never going to be him. Um, okay, cool. I can do that. And she says, I want you to kind of be introspective and think about something that you always talk about when you're in here or something that you do prioritize above everything else. And I said, well, that's my kid. And she said, okay. There you go. Your kid is your anchor. And that doesn't mean my kid's six. Yeah. So that doesn't mean if my kid is having a bad day, I need to be anchored to her bad day. Or if, you know, she gets older and she's a teenager and she hates me because I won't let her date, you know, this moody emo kid, then I should be upset too. No, it just means I am happy to govern my decisions, whether, you know, apart or with her. I'm happy to govern my decisions by based on, hey, what would Chloe, what would my daughter think of me doing this thing right now? So for me, and again, I know like you, I don't know if you mentioned it already or not, but the moral compass question, which I think is the space we're in right now, is not universal. No. It's just no way. We're all different from DNA to belief systems to what the hell we like to peruse on the internet. You know, we're all vastly different shouldn't say vastly, the majority of us, you know, tend to have not as much in common as we'd like to think beyond being human beings. So um, I know that not everyone has a kid named Chloe. I understand. That. <laughs> and I know not everyone has the same relationship with their kid that I do, not putting it on a pedestal. It's just different. Yeah. So, you know, you're not all, you're not all involved in a split, split home and, you know, different nationalities, all that, you know, everything plays into it. It's all different. So all that to say, if I had to, to, to break it down and say, you know, you know, knee jerk reaction, you know, moments notice snap decision, you've got to decide right or wrong. What would my kid think of this is a pretty easy go-to for me. I'd also um, like to get into just briefly something that I believe it was a founding father and I need to look this up, but um, something that, I've heard in, in my past, you know, studying history 
about the concept of a divine, what's called a divine spark. Mm -hmm. And I like to term that as empathy. So I believe, I strongly believe that we're all born, most of us, not everyone, because we're not all born with, excuse me, we're not all born with um, the ability to logically reason. We're not all born with the, 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 uh, the sense of sight. You know, we're not all born with every single thing. And I'm not trying to put down anyone that's not born with this. I'm just saying it's rarely a learned attribute. It's often something that we're either born with or not, or it's something that we develop and foster over time via having a great home life or having good relationships, or it's something that is, for lack of a better term, beaten out of us over time from childhood, whether emotionally, verbally, or physically beaten. Empathy can be withdrawn from you, or you can withdraw it from yourself, which is, I think, in my opinion, more rare than just having an, an outside force, you know, take it from you. At any rate, I believe we're all born with some level of empathy, some more than others. Some have it fostered more than others. Some have it fostered less. But my, again, my opinion, (laughs) I'm not a therapist, I'm not a scientist, but my opinion beyond like, okay, Stuart, you have a kid and that's your moral compass. Great. I don't have a kid and I don't plan on it. So now what, you know what I mean? Like you can't just say, you can't just leave it at that. And I agree. Here I go asking myself questions. I promise you I won't refer, uh, refer to myself in the third person no, yeah. that often. I'm not Bo Jackson. So I think that's the guy. Um, yeah, he's so a beast. <laughs> my, they, right? Word. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I got it right. <laughs> I got one sports reference right. Please don't count on <laughs> any more unless they're mixed martial arts related, and those are iffy. Um, so I would say that divine spark, that empathy is what tells you, hey, you know what? Right now, or any time at all, it's not a good time to take out your knife and get all stabby stabby. Like that's not, no, you know what I mean? There's no, like that moral compass, that moral compass is based on your level of empathy and the fact that you know, and not everyone knows this. There are people, again, with the amount of murder, murder documentaries out there right now, we all know, like there are people that can look right in that camera from whatever, sell their in and say, yeah, I kill all those people. I feel no remorse. There are people like that. There are people with so such an incredible lack of empathy that they have, they don't care at all for their fellow man. Anyways, that's, that's what we're talking about. Um, but my, my strong opinion and my firm belief is that your moral compass is often guided by that empathy that you were born with and how it was fostered. And the fact that, you know, it's wrong to, hit that person or you're defending yourself and you know that it's right to hit that person. Um, And again, I'm not advocating any level of (laughs) violence. I'm just trying to speak to the extreme instances of your moral compass coming into play. I have trouble. I have difficulty. Let's say, let's say it one more way. I find it challenging (laughs) when people think that your moral compass has to come down to uh, something that was written in a book that you may or may not understand fully or may or may not have fully read. I think it's more, and yes, I'm referencing the Bible. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> not yeah. saying the Bible's bad, not saying it doesn't have great points, but I think that you're born with enough empathy to know, like this is, and I'm not arguing with you at all. No, even dude, if we get into an argument. Dude, even we'll, if we we'll, disagree, we'll that... it's like, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> okay. for, we could disagree and still be cool. Discourse. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I'm not disagreeing with you. I do want to point out, though, that there are, I have had this, in fact, you know what, let's bring it further to me just for a moment. I have been the guy on the side of 
an argument, not this one. This is not an argument, even if it was. I have been the guy that has said, well, how do you know that? And we won't get deep into these subjects, but, you know, you probably think abortion is okay, or you think murdering your neighbor would be fine because you don't believe the Bible. That is just a silly argument because I fully believe that we all are born with enough empathy. Most of us are born with enough empathy to understand, hey, this is right and this is wrong. Now, what we could get into at some point maybe is, you know, there's a lot of, especially in Western culture, there's a whole lot of acceptance going on for all kinds of stuff these days. And there's a whole lot of minutia when it comes to right and wrong. It's not just murder and not murder. Like those are the big ones, right? Like that's what everyone likes to default to. But it's, there's way, there's a lot of stuff that's way further down that's, you know, obeying traffic laws or not. Like, you know, there's a lot of little things in there that you've got to kind of parse out over time. So I understand that that empathy and that the, how empathy relates to your moral compass can get a little bit confusing. If you get super granular, I would, I would not disagree with that, but I think on the big subjects, like taking another life and like, you know, just being a nice person, I think your empathy can guide you pretty well to make the right decisions. Okay. That's my super long answer <laughs> and I'm done. Hopefully. No, 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 dude. Like I, I think that was perfect. It gives a lot of, cause okay, again, good. these types of questions, especially this one it's not like something that you're like that you could even get in like you you couldn't get out your full thought about it in in six hours you know i mean it's not a yes or no ongoing and that would just be for that day you can go experience stuff the next day and have a completely (laughs) and then tomorrow you change your mind yeah exactly yes um so i I think i have more questions that come along with that before we get into why you left oh yeah so let's do it i i don't think i disagree with what you're saying, because it's it's not like it's it's not like you're saying anything that's irrational, and I'm not even trying to say anything to debate on it, because I don't I don't know if I disagree with any of it or if I agree what parts I completely agree. Yeah. With, you know what I mean? What what I what yeah, I want to totally ask what I want to ask balanced off of that is, mm-hmm. I think the first one would be this. So before I get into the deep stuff, your daughter's your anchor for that that you used yeah. for like a majority of your. Um, kind of like a reference check you check yourself with like your daughter basically like man would she want me to be doing this or how what would my daughter think of me if she knew all this stuff right 100 percent. like makes sense i get it i do the same thing with people right uh people that you care about and uh so exactly yeah and it doesn't a family member is an easy one to do but there's you know there's friends there's extended family but yeah i think that's a good way to govern yourself so like right because i don't have kids you know what i mean and like when you're raising right. so when you're raising your daughter um so would her reference be like you so like hopefully as she gets older she has enough love for you and you you're obviously a good dad you raise her the right Thank way you. that she has enough uh respect and love for you to be like i wouldn't want my dad being what would my dad think if i did this disappointed yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay okay so just so we're, I was just asking that just so we're on the same page so I can like yeah. get a for sure. No, I agree. That's a for sure answer for me. That's an easy one. And I, again, I hope for that for my kid. Yeah. I don't know that for her. Everything's a variable, but yeah, that's what like, that's how that's, I don't, there's needs to be a balance there too, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what is, what level is she worried about my, dis- is she worried about my disappointment in her music taste? Oh, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> is she worried about my disappointment in her, you know, I don't know in her relationships yeah I would hope that she would factor that in 
you know, but again, not too heavily. So, but yeah, so that, but again, the balance goes both ways. You know, am I worried? Am I worried about her being disappointed in me when she's having a bad day? No, (laughs) thoroughly disappointed in me because I'm making her do homework because that's her bad day. (laughs) That's the reality of my life right now. Anyways. (laughs) Yes, that is to answer your question. I'm going to over answer all of them. Just let me know now. No, no, fine. But to elaborate on that, yeah, that's exactly. I would hope that it would be a two way street. And if it's not, then again, that's a variable I wasn't ready for. It's okay. Yeah. But um, oh, one more thing. Sorry, if I may. No, for sure. I like it's just there's a Robert Downey Jr. interview. It's from a long time ago, and someone re- I think it's an interview he ends up walking out of. But it, they reference some old interview because you said this at kind of at the end of the last thing you said. Um, it's an old interview, and they reference something. It's an old, sorry, it's an old interview, and they reference something from an even older interview, which he completely disagrees with now. And they say, "Well, now you say it's different." He's like, "Yeah, that was ten years ago. Isn't it great how people get to change their minds?" And then at some point, not long after, he gets up and walks out because the guy was just being ridiculous. But anyways, your mind can change. That's that's okay. Like we're humans. It's not always going to be the same. It's not a world of absolutes though. That would be nice. It's not all absolutes. Anyways, I'm way off track. Sorry. No, no, you're Continue. fine. You're fine. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to ask you one thing cause I want to lead into another. So I want to know how much, cause we had talked about how much of, um, the faith that you were involved in or the system, I want to call it more yeah. of a system because I think faith is more of like a general it term. Is. But we'll we'll say system. It's a little faith. I think it's a little more free flowing exactly. than what I was involved in. I think faith you get to make more decisions. It's more of a personal than, thing, right? Because you could have disagreed was, completely yeah, with everything with that God. system you were involved with, but you might have had a, a lot yep. of faith in what you believed. Dude, that is quotable right there. That is yes, <laughs> hell yeah, very well said. So what I want to ask well is, uh, for example, like. Uh, people and this is like kind of like general across the board right and i'm not saying this to try and convince you i'm saying this because i'm asking from like my perspective yeah Yeah. because like so we live in the west for example and a lot of uh for the last what what, what's how old is our country like 250 years old 300 years old somewhere around i should know a couple hundred something years old we came here the people that came here were obviously one of the things they came here for is religious freedom they had a system 200, they, 200, I'm going to be young Jamie right now, 243 years old. There we go. <laughs> I had there to, we go. <laughs> we need to know. <laughs> facts, people, facts. All so, right, so continue, please. We, uh, a couple hundred something years old, and the people that came yeah. here, one of the big reasons was because they wanted some religious freedom. They wanted a lot of freedoms, but yes. religious freedom was one of them, right? So our mm-hmm. system here is built a particular way, but even before that, the system that most of, uh, the, the majority of these people that came over here came from, uh, or the people that conquered, I should say, the people that conquered the Indians that they came yes. here, they they came from a <laughs> system. That, yeah, they came from a system that uh, politically like built around like some type of religious system. The Bible will say, yeah, and yeah. So I'm I'm not trying to say like um, that. I'm not trying to get political about it. what I'm trying to get is the, the the philosophical part of it of how much do you think your way of thinking in regards to morality, even right now, specifically right now, comes from yeah. like you personally and how much of it do you think was embedded because we happen to come from like a, a, the domain of our system that we live in today happens to come from another system that was built for religious slash political yeah. like things that over, that over, uh, 
overlapped, I guess. Do you know what I'm saying? The political system that we come I from in, in Europe, for example, it was built yep. up, uh, with like uh, the foundation of like the Bible. So how much of that is mm -hmm. like us or how much of that is embedded in us, no matter what, whether you come from a religious background or not? And how much of it is us? Like, do you think it's us personally? Because for me, I feel like a lot of it, I feel like the stuff that's embedded in me, I'd probably have to some extent, even if I wasn't um, involved in the same faith that I'm involved with. But I also think it would yeah. come from a religious background, whether I wanted to acknowledge it or not. And that's just me. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, Yeah. And, well, I think that's a lot of us. And, and part of it is that religion is such a fabric of our culture mm -hmm. that trying to separate societal norms, which, which if we're being honest, would have a lot to do with, okay, me, for instance, there's, there's, I'm a white man. Uh -huh. So white privilege is very prevalent for me as far as pay gap. As, and I know <laughs> you get into all kinds of shit, <laughs> may agree or not, no, but, I know a lot of this, yeah. but I'm just trying to set the stage. Like it's just, separating especially in the the political and religious climate that we're in right now and like you said neither of us are trying to get into politics not here as we want to split today whether it would be amongst ourselves or your listeners but it's very easy to fall into the category of well there's no such thing as white privilege and you guys are just complaining about whatever and i don't mean you guys to generalize any nationality just saying anyone who disagrees with that mindset so I think, and I won't go hard on white privilege, I'm just saying, as a society, um, there are definitely a lot of things that get muddied when it comes to, is this a societal thing, or is it a religious thing? Yeah. And I like that you're trying to parse that out and like make sense of what is what. So to, 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 to harken back to your question, um, as far as what what is you know making the right and wrong decisions, moral code and whatnot, what's really you, and what's the way, if I'm understanding you right, what's the way society is working now and how you were raised? Is that, that's kind of my interpretation. Yeah. Like we have, right I, am I still off? No, no, you're, you're, you're on. I was, I, I think I, I overspeak a lot too. So I think it's like, Oh my the, God. Me the, too. <laughs> we have, we have a system that we live in today and whether mm -hmm. we, I think we can all generally agree. There's a lot of things that whether you believe in God or not, that you know, right from wrong. Now that right from wrong, yeah. what is that? That comes from, the system that the community that the, the the ecosystem that we've oh, created okay. here in America. So the domain of the system that we have today comes from something that might be in Europe or the East that might be um, based on biblical foundation more than it is here today. So like, True. so for example, like there's things we do today that we could say like, um, Oh, well you don't have to believe in God to know that's right from wrong, but you know, maybe yeah. we were brought up in a system that teaches us that regardless whether it's spiritual or not, but that system still has the domain that came from a, an even more religious system in Europe. Do you know what I'm saying? So, like, I know not everything is like that. Like, not everything we learn uh, necessarily is coming straight from the Bible or that the system that we have is completely 100% built off the Bible. But I always get stuck in that realm a little bit, too, which where I'm like, you know, I wonder how much of this comes from something that is for sure a religious background whether we don't realize it or not you know what i mean like some of the sayings yeah. we have some of the things we choose to do i don't know it's just an again open-ended question i don't know if you you i like the question i really do sorry i'm interrupting no you're I'm fine nervous. you're fine um so 
I like the question because, like, you're, you're taking it way back to before we even got here, the religious culture that we came from, the, sorry, the society that we came from was very religious. Again, <laughs> it gets dangerous. Now I'm going to go back into a scary area when you get into the conversation of the separation of church and state. It doesn't really get dangerous unless you're super religious, yeah. and then God help you getting into that conversation. <laughs> but pun intended, right? But um, – <laughs> There's a reason for it. There's a reason that was top of mind, mind to some extent, when this whole America rah-rah 1776 throw the tea in the harbor thing got started. There's a reason this was a big deal to them, and that's because they wanted that separation. And I won't go super deep on the separation, um, but uh, the, the, the reasoning behind it is also speaks to what we're dealing with, not what we're dealing with, but also speaks to the level that it still permeates our thought process in our society, not in a negative way, but in a, like you said, decision-based way. So to say what percentage is what, I don't know if I can put a real percentage with it, but I sure. do like the open-ended question of like, how much of this, um, how much of this is, you know, ingrained into us and how much of this is actually our own decision. And I definitely feel like throwing out like, oh, none of it's, you know, ingrained in us is, is silly. Um, that's, you know, that it definitely is ingrained in us. So, oh, excuse me. Um, I would say definitely, uh, for me personally, I would say, okay, fine, I'll put a percentage to it. 75, 25, I would yeah, say yeah. would be a good It's probably obviously different for everybody, like, right? Everyone makes their own yeah, decisions. And, but yeah, but I like the distinction that you're making, like, hey, you know, and again, it's not in an argumentative way. It's just, hey, like we, this is the where, this is our background. This is where we come from. And um, to say that religion hasn't and doesn't play a role in our decisions is is silly because it definitely does. So the other part anyways, to that, I agree that I with want, you. <laughs> the other part, to, yeah, and I think more of it is more of like an acknowledgement. I just wanted to see your take because there's some things I think that like I think we could all agree generally across the board that that's it's almost undeniable. So I wasn't trying. I'm not trying to like. Uh, yeah. I'm not trying. So what there there's this like cool like quote that someone that there's this like talk between Jordan Peterson and Sam Harris where uh, oh, the mediator yeah. talks about something called Jesus smuggling, like where they try to like basically hmm. give a. Uh, create this narrative and then all of a sudden be like pretend like they're pulling jesus out of a magic hat and be like oh well it's because the bible or jesus or oh it just happens to lead back to the, that's not what i'm trying to do <laughs> i'm not trying to be like oh look at all this happens to lead back to the right. bible. <laughs> i'm trying to just make <laughs> yeah, reference no, to like the I'm elephant in the room the obvious of like okay like this is yeah. what it is but you can't throw it out that's yeah silly. it's it's that's only because silly. it's like what you know if you live in america it's hard to get that it's just like an elephant in the room you know what i mean i'm not saying that like yeah i'm not trying to be like oh since we're built on it you don't even know that this is it and you live this way that's not what i'm trying at all you know to the audience not to you Stuart. you know i'm not trying to do that but <laughs> totally. just so the audience knows um the the, the so the, the reason i wanted to ask that first was because the second yeah. question i wanted to ask and you made reference to this earlier and i like that you talked about empathy this is like a again this can be very open-ended question when you that feeling of empathy and this is going to sound like like a stoner question right but (laughs) (laughs) when you have that that feeling of empathy whether it's intuition um, whatever you want to call it right that internalized just kind of like oomph in your stomach or your chest or wherever what is how much of that is is that empathy you or is it 
you listening to something or is it you listening to yourself? Like how, how do you feel about that? Because like for me, like, and I know like this is going to sound crazy because like, in like certain situations, like there's situations where people take drugs and they're like, man, I saw some crazy stuff. And like, I I heard some crazy stuff. And how much of that is just the drugs, them listening to the drugs? How much of that is some foreign entity that they're actually communicating with? How much of that is just them and their subconscious actually are is that just them listening themselves you know what I mean? so in a in a situation where we are in a sedative sedated state or in a situation where someone like mm-hmm. myself is not mm-hmm. praying and like for me like i might right. pray and be like oh, okay like i don't necessarily hear god aud- audibly but i might feel something in a particular way for lack you of better words yeah. yeah so when you aren't in those situations situations and you feel some type of empathy or intuition do you feel like how much do you feel like the intuition is you and you're just listening to yourself? Do you feel like that empathy is a third party and you're trying to just tap into it or do you feel like it's just what would you describe that empathy as? That's, Jesus. That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> um that's a really good question. So I would to go and again we're going pretty deep here. I would say there's the two big variables in answering that question. Okay, so let, are, let me preface this again, really quick, guys. Yeah, just so no, you go, know, go <laughs> I'm springing this on Stuart like so randomly. <laughs> all right, I wanted this to be off the fly. I should have taken. You know what? I'm I'm taking alpha brain right now. No, dude, I I wanted it to be this way because I don't. I I just want to be genuine. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't want to give anyone. Alpha brain will help though. The there you go. I wouldn't want to give anyone the preface of it because I wanted to be genuine. You know, because sometimes. When yeah. like I know for me, if I get prefaced with questions, sometimes I tr- I I. It's not that I'm not being honest, but Go I might crafting. try to make it the best sounding answer mm-hmm. rather than just be like, "What do I feel in the moment?" You know what I mean? Not to me, that's the best right. answer. Not necessarily like having in the a, moment yeah. is the best answer. Yeah, for me, that's what I like. Whether whether it's whether it's for more clicks <laughs> or whether <laughs> it's actually entirely genuine, which is generally both. Yeah. Um. Okay, so. Talking to that question, which I really like, I've never been asked that question. I would definitely say that again, the two variables are going to be how much, how much have you looked? And I'm going to get a little woo on you here, so bear with me. Yeah. But how much of your time, how much of your dedication have you put into introspection? Are you really? And and I'm I'm not as in tune with my inner self as they might say, mm-hmm. um, as I could be. But through therapy and through a lot of just honestly podcasting and talking a lot of stuff out, either on my own or with friends, I feel like I'm fairly in tune with who I really am and who what I believe at my core when it comes to being an empath, when it comes to, you know, loving others and trying to be a good human. So I would definitely say that, you know, if you're faced with that, that conundrum, that question, uh, when it comes down to it, how how much time have you put into, hey, this is my actual core belief? And so now it becomes a knee-jerk reaction. You know what I mean? Like even though it's it's split second or, or, or however the, the the situation is going down, you can re- still re- you can rely heavily on your own self, your own inner being mm-hmm. to answer that question to what, whatever the situation is to to push through it because you're really in tune with yourself yeah so that's the first big one i think um and <laughs> bear with me can you give me the question one more time <laughs> no you're <laughs> or fine, some man. version of it yeah I so make sure i get that right no you're fine again this is to preface it again guys I, this, i'm just stirring this on Stuart. so like yeah. 
I, I just thought I was going to ask this maybe like 10 minutes ago, <laughs> honestly, because I was like, I just got the idea. Right. So, the, yeah. Like, yeah. So again, like, so for me, I'll give you my example and then, yeah, and then okay, you can perfect. give your reference off. That might be like a start, I'll spark tell you something why you're a little wrong. bit more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so like for yeah, me, okay. right. I, I have a, dis- yeah. so like when I tap into that place, like what I reference that feeling uh or whatever you want to call it for you can call it a spirit you can call it like a a frequency that you're on or whatever like for me that's that's what i put the definition of god as like that spirit that frequency that algorithm whatever that that to me that's god and i don't the, the 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 part that I, um, the reason I'm asking this question is because I do that constantly. Is it when I'm in some state where I, I like for me, it's through prayer. Um, maybe it's in the flotation tank. Yeah. Maybe it's if I'm like yeah. sitting there meditating, that's, that, that's God. And I, I, I question myself that this specific question because I'm like, okay, when I feel something, I hear something like, is this some third party? Or, or, you know, is this another party? Like, is this, or is this me just telling myself what I want to hear? And there's times where I do do that because, like, I, I, I genuinely and thoroughly question my motive when I'm in those states. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to let go of it right. when I, if I'm praying, for example. So when I am in that yeah. state where I've completely let go of my own motive, like, or as much as I can as a human, um, and I, and I feel something like that when it's something that I know is positive number one, and also it might not be even entirely what I want to think about or feel or hear. I don't know. Every situation is different, right? But I feel like for me, like right. there it, there are some distinctions where I could say this is definitely not um, coming. It's not an, inter- an internalized thing. Like there are some, like for example, it's like when I'm sitting there and I could be praying, right? I might not, I don't pray to have like a million dollars one day, right? In the bank. But I might, but let's just say if I did, let's just say if I did, and I was just like primitively saying, God, I want a million dollars. And I heard or felt like, all right, you're going to get a million dollars. Maybe not those exact words, but I felt like I was, I sit there and I'll think like, how much of this is me having confidence in my own, um, my own like execution and output or how much of it is something that would have been presented to me without me even trying. So there are some things that pop into my head mm. or pop into that I feel that happen without even with me even trying. And there's some things that I could tell is just me put, throwing it out there and I got to check myself and I just, I just stop. I'm like, ah, whatever. I can't, I can't do this right now. So the, what I'm right. asking is when you have that feeling of empathy specifically, right? I'm not going to ask you about meditation or anything like that, but empathy, <laughs> for example, and the, the different levels of it, how much of that do you, do you feel like that's all you? Or do you feel like some of that, it could be like potentially like God, or is that just one of the places that you might have, like, for, for example, there's times that you feel a certain way and you think something that you don't necessarily have control over. Right. There might be someone that you're yeah. like, like, oh man, like everyone's, you look at somebody you're like, man, that person's like terrible. The person did this wrong. They did that wrong. But for whatever reason, you <laughs> might have some empathy. Right. So yeah, because you can't rationalize that empathy, but you still feel it. Do you feel like that's just something that is specific to your character only? Is it a mix of like a third party and your character? Is it, you know, what, what, what would you best, it's different every time, but what would you describe, how would you be able to decipher yeah. that? What do you do when you come to crossroads like that? I think it's important to, uh, 
not take God or prayer out, mm-hmm. but to to kind of broaden the scope here, because you're already doing that by saying float tank meditation. You're not saying like, well, it's it's you and God or nothing as far as like the variables for your decision making or the empathy that you feel. So I broaden it a little further and say it's the influences that have, you know, whether it's parents, good friends, leaders, whoever that have had an impact in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that there, there's other variables as well that go into that thought process, that empathy. Or like you said, like it's almost an innate thing where like, oh, why did I think that? Or why did I feel that? You know, if you have that moment of kind of taking a step back and kind of reworking whatever it was you just went through and realizing um, that it's different or that it's not all you. I think it is, again, silly to throw out the idea that there's not, even though, like I said, I'm somewhere between agnosticism (laughs) and spirituality. I think it's silly to throw out, well, maybe not silly. That might be seen as unkind to say it that way, but to say that there is no God or no divine presence and however you phrase that or term that, if that's, you're your own God, or if there is some divine entity that's governing the universe, however you want to look at that from being your own God to that divine entity and everything in between to say that there's nothing else that influences your decisions beyond your own empathy, I think is ludicrous. And whether you look at that as God in and of itself or as influences that others have had upon you, um, I, I think that that needs to be a factor. So, yeah, I, I would. I don't know if this this isn't necessarily a yes or no question, but I would agree with the concept that there is more in a split second, in a decision, in a thought. There's more than just you involved, and that might just be me romanticizing ideas, <laughs> and it might also be just my own personal truth, but. I do. I definitely do feel that there are other influ- other things that influence your decisions, not just you. To put a percentage to it or to say, I'm this or I'm that, again, it would probably be similar to the 75-25, maybe a little bit more of me and a little bit less of that other thing. Yeah. Okay. Generally, generally, that would be the case. But there are times <laughs> where it's inexplicable, let's be honest, whether you're whether you're looking at some kind of paranormal thing, you know, because to disprove those entirely, you know, ghost hunters and shit like that, there's a lot of crazies, right? Like you can't really, it's hard to go on Netflix and find a great doc about UFOs. They're there, but you really got to dig, right? Oh, and yeah. what is it? The Pentagon just released those videos. <laughs> Who would have thought we'd ever live in a time <laughs> when, when they would release that and then we'd be like, ah, you know, whatever. <laughs> like what? <laughs> so... That's wild. But again, I'm getting way sidetracked, but I, I do feel like there are, generally speaking, I would say it's more me than something else that governs my decision-making, but there are absolutely moments where I do something or say something and I'm like, where did that come from? And to say that you've never had that moment, if you've lived you know, a, a decent amount of time, if you're an adult and you say, well, I've never had a moment where I didn't know where something that came out of my mouth that was good or something that you know, I did that was generous or whatever. I don't know where that came from. Yeah, that's, there are definitely times where I've done or said things and I look back or someone reminds me, you know, from college or from years ago, Hey, do you remember doing this thing? I'm like, no, you know, I'm not saying I'm a great guy. I'm just saying like, 
there are times where things are brought to mind uh, from my memory and I'm like, Oh, I did do that. That was pretty cool. I don't remember doing that. Or I don't remember being in a mindset of, Hey, this is a good thing to do. So I should do it. Um, so anyways, I'm just rehashing generally 75, 25, or, or again, more me than something else. And even then you don't got to give like a ratio. You know what I mean? I would, you answer it perfectly. I was just curious. You know what I mean? Because there's, there's things that you think about too, like even beyond like decision-making where, I'm like, okay, like number one, like, let's just like, if I look at it in a gambling sense, right. Let's not look at it from like a, yeah. like a, 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 a God perspective. Let's just say just yeah. very like binary, either there's God or there's not God. I believe in God, but let's look at the hypothetical. Like for, I always, right. I always think of like, okay, being lucky and like probability is just so random. Right. So like it, bad things happen to people in life, but good things happen too. And those good things happen. Yeah. It's like, man, sometimes random, random good stuff happens to people. But then, like, how do you chalk up sometimes, like, the probability? And again, maybe it's just probably, it's just, it just, it's, it is luck, maybe, you know. But how do you right. chalk up the, the probability of being lucky while you need something specific to happen to you, also? You I mean, and this, I'm not trying to get into this, but because I'm not trying to use this point as like a be like, oh, look it, it's God, I you know, it. not at all. But like, I, th- I think about stuff like that all the time too. Bad stuff happens, good stuff happens. But when that good stuff happens, like um, that happens to align with something that you might necessarily need in the moment. Like, I'm like, man, that's it's hard for me to deny certain things sometimes, you know, and it's not like that for everybody, yeah. but it's just one of the few examples that I might take into my head sometimes. I'm like, man, this is crazy. This is crazy. <laughs> And it's just great. Like there's uh, <laughs> anytime when I get into whether it's religious or otherwise, any kind of um, uh, conversation about this kind of subject, I well, not even just this kind of subject, just how crazy life can get. Sometimes I like to get into the, the space of <laughs> like, there are times when it's Joe Rogan, it comes back to Gary Vee and Joe Rogan so yeah, often yeah. with me. It's terrible, but, <laughs> but that's, that's what I look at a lot of times is something that Joe said, uh-huh. he, you know, oh, well, you know, whatever it is, political or spiritual or just something that's inexplicable. And Joe goes, what a time to be alive, huh, guys? Seriously. <laughs> and it is like there's so much stuff that is whether it's inexplicable or just crazy or terrible or exciting, whatever it is, looking into diving deep and saying, you know, it could be this or it could be that. I don't, I like that. I like diving deep and trying to think it out. But I also like the idea of sometimes not unlike, and this isn't throwing caution to the wind and saying, oh, whatever will be, will be. You can't do that with taxes and bills, <laughs> stuff like that. That's not life. That's not real life. But sometimes you can say, wow, that's just crazy. And, and I like that because to me that says, wow, that's just crazy. But in a deeper sense, I can't explain it. So it's something other than this temporal plane that I can see. And I think there's value to be had there. No, definitely. I, uh, so, so when to, and not to try to harp on the same thing, I think the transition. To, no, do it. To, no, Go yeah. deep. <laughs> I was, so like, like, okay. So when you think of stuff and okay, there's a lot of questions that we, that like, you, I think you had mentioned before, like you're going to die not knowing certain things. And like, we all are hundred percent, right. you know what I mean? So like, and I think that, 
me and my dad were talking today, and, we, and the, the whole phrase kept coming up, like, oh, the devil's in the details, right? So, like, for no pun intended. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, like, <laughs> perfect. there's a lot of stuff that we harp on that we're never going to know. We're never going to find out before we die, and it's like, how much time 100%. do we really waste on it? But that's the, that's the yeah. fun stuff to think about, right? <laughs> but that's escapism, in my opinion. Yeah. And, again, it goes back to Gary Vee because he talks about it a lot. But that's important. Like, if you don't – if all you're, if you're just Joe Friday, just the facts, man. If that's you all day, every day, that's terrible, man. What a way to live. If, if you like to have escapism, if all you want to do is be a numbers guy, if you're Chandler Bing and you're just a numbers guy and that's all it is and that's all that matters are facts and numbers, cool, fine. If that's where you get happiness and that's your exciting space for you, cool, man, do it. But if you want to have conversations like we're having now, not unlike what we're having now, about other stuff and how it impacts our spirituality and what other forces there might be and get into all that that crazy stuff there's nothing now if that's all you do and you're wearing a tinfoil hat and no one believes you you might want to get checked but if that's not you and you're just trying to have conversations and you're enjoying them and you're not just arguing with everyone yeah that i think that's healthy that's my opinion but i think that's healthy too be able to enjoy a conversation about something that you, maybe both of you know nothing about, or you're just trying to find the answers and you're searching. Yeah, exactly. How, Common ground. Let's be real. How how does humanity continue to evolve without those conversations? I don't exactly. Exactly, dude. Not to get stuck on it, but I'm all about that free speech. People just say what they want to say. Conversations. How everything. How everything gets figured. Or not everything. It's how many things get figured out, or at yep. least you make some progress. Seriously. Yes. And even if you don't make progress, you're setting a precedent for next time. Okay, we have these, this thought over here, I'm using my hands now, and this thought over here, and they don't align. So we know we have a jumping off point next time, even if you didn't make actual literal progress. Exactly, exactly. So what what I want to get into next is how you came, give the background of what led up to you going to Bible college, what were your plans, perspective, however you want to frame it, and then why you left because I do want to ask you the question of like, you know, the, the, the typical question that I might ask everybody this, who knows, maybe I won't, I don't know, but I do want to get your perspective on what you <laughs> potentially think is out there and whatnot. So go, go ahead and give your overview of your background and what led you to where you're at right now. Okay, sure. Um, how long do you have, sir? <laughs> um, uh, so again, I'll, I'll We'll try. I will do my best to keep it brief, but I will not promise anything. Um, I again was was born and raised in the the independent fundamental Baptist movement, often referred to as a cult, not not incorrectly. And um, but so when you're born into it, when it's something that's indoctrinated, you know, into your mindset from a very young age, then it's something that's it doesn't always, but generally it takes a pretty traumatic event for you to say, okay, I'm done. I'm out. In my opinion, and there are variables and there are people who've gotten out different ways, but generally it's a very traumatic event or it's something that is um, over time you decide that you want out, but it's a long time. It's not a few days and a few months. It's a few years for you to make that decision. So it's not always that way, but it generally comes down to, you know, those two methods of um, leaving 
a cult or a cultish type of, and it doesn't have to be just religion. It could be you just went too deep on Tony Robbins and you need to stop going to seminars because you're spending so much money and you should have all his principles down by now. I'm not dogging Tony. Uh, he's he's ridiculously successful, Definitely. but it could be anyone. It could be Gary Vee, it could be Lewis House, any of them. And I know I'm just rattling off my guys. People are like, what Greek is he talking about? <laughs> okay, I'm with uh, subject as usual. So I would definitely say that um, that it's generally one of those ways. For me, it was the more traumatic. And I won't um, get super detailed, but uh, there was um, a, a break that occurred in a personal relationship for me. And it also came around the same time that uh, the leader of the cult that I was in, and I'm not making this up, he is in prison for this until 2023. Um, the leader of the cult in Hammond, Indiana, his name is Jack Scott. He's no longer in Hammond. He's in a federal penitentiary in Kentucky, ironically. Um, but he got caught, and he's, I don't know, he's 50-something now. He was 40-something then. If this is the religion I was in. This I was born into. This guy was my idol. I thought he was the shit. Anyways, he got caught with a teenage girl, um, and you know, having not just a relationship but sexual intercourse, and they were doing it. He was taking her across state lines to do it, and so it became yeah. a federal offense at that point. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Crazy. But ultimate power ultimately corrupts in ninety-nine point nine percent of cases, in my opinion. Even though I gave that an actual number, it's still just... <laughs> no. But I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. It was a, a, a culmination, if that's the right word, of this break, this moral break. Not for me, although I'm not a you know as as moral a person as I could be sometimes. But it was an immoral act on um, when it came to someone that I was in a relationship with, and then it also came around the same time that this leader of the religion that I was so involved in and dedicated my entire life to was committing a a not just a sin right or an immoral act but an actual crime and it was proven and he was in court and he got sentenced and my mind was just blown and my thought over over the the several months that followed that my thought process went from it was all over the place obviously because I was having that issue personally and then religiously as the leader of our you know movement was going down and he was going down in flames and so was the movement i thought um when all that happened i had to initially i it was denied right like okay this person that you know both of these people that i'm dealing with right now this can't be real this can't be true someone's lying it's not true this isn't really happening yada yada and then when i had to face the of no no they both did both of these things and they are you know both vastly immoral and we're worshiping the same god and i don't mean the same god in a broad sense i mean it in a very narrow sense right this is an angry god that doesn't want women to wear pants that doesn't want people to listen to what we would term country western or rock and roll music that will judge you very harshly on judgment day for every little thing you got wrong every jot and tittle you fucked up he's going to be really mad about and we this wasn't just like a okay you know take it or leave it this was no you're all in this is fully what you believe so my question to myself at that point had to be okay if we all worship the same god and technically believe the same things how is it and this wasn't me looking for an excuse like well i should just go out and fuck around too <laughs> 
it was more of me looking for how can we be worshiping the same God and be on completely different places. Like I am not okay with these people doing these things and I would never do, I'm not perfect. I'm not special, but I would, I would never think of doing these things. Yeah. So why and how on earth are we in the same place? Yeah. And that was when I realized, Oh, we're not. <laughs> and yeah. even though we all claim yeah, yeah. To, to believe exactly the same and have the same moral scruples and have the same uh, religious affiliations, we do not. And so that was when I decided, okay, now I, I need to take a step back. And even then, even with all of that trauma, it was not a quick exit. I left, um, it was pretty quick. It was a pretty quick exit from the strain of Christianity, right? The independent fundamental Baptist, then above it Baptist, then above it Christianity. So it was a pretty immediate exit from what we short term would be the IFB or independent fundamental Baptist, pretty quick exit from there. And then the next exit from Christianity took me a lot longer. I went to a, started going to a local church, um, was getting some counseling from a pastor there, not a licensed therapist, which I now advise people to go to. If yeah. your pastor is also a licensed therapist, wow, awesome, go to them. <laughs> but most likely they're not, and I'm not dogging them. And any good pastor who cares about what we would call his flock or his congregation, uh, his people that come to his church, his or her, um, they will tell you if they're not licensed for therapy, they should tell you and they should say, you need to seek licensed therapy. Not as a dog on you, not as to say, well, you're pretty messed up. You should go see a therapist. Yeah. But they shouldn't be treating you for things that therapists should. Yeah. That, that's a whole, that is a whole nother podcast. Um, but anyways, that even though my departure from the, the religion I was raising was fairly rapid, getting out of religion altogether was a longer process. I'd say another year, at least of me, you know, trying to try out different churches that believe, you know, okay, women can wear pants. We can have drums on the platform. It is okay to go to the movie theater or the movie house as the Baptists like to call it. It's hilarious. Uh, all so many of their terms are wrapped up in 1950s ideology. It is, um, it's like watching an episode of Mad Men yeah. without the sex. Like that's really what it is. So that's great. It's, it's, I've never said that, but I need to post that somewhere because that's epic. That's so accurate right there. Um, all the male chauvinism. Uh, okay, sorry. Without the sex, I, I should take this. Without the sex and the bourbon and the cigarette. Okay, I got to take all three of those out. But when they're gone, that's it. All right. So, yeah, so I tried for another year. I tried to kind of hang on to not God, but religion, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. so for another year, I tried to hang on to, let's try this church out. Let's see if we like it. And it was fun. It was, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed trying it out. And then, you know, more, more personal issues came up, not everything that I'll get into right now, but more things happened that kind of led me to believe, okay, this whole religion thing is not, it's not working out for me. I don't, I can't find the, importance in in making sure that you know i'm up and ready on sunday morning and i'm all dressed for church i don't and again i know church is not religion i'm not saying they're synonymous but when you're raised to believe they are it's hard to to make that stop yeah so yeah. i would you know i would definitely say that my departure from uh from the specific religion i was in the 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 strain of the religion i was in was a pretty quick one. And then the rest of it took another year or so for me to finally realize like, no, I just, I don't need church. I don't, shouldn't say I don't need, I don't want church. I don't want religion. I, as, and as some would term me, I'm a, I'm a hateful, rebellious person. Anyone who's in 
not anyone, but people who are deep in the IFB with independent fundamental Baptists would say, no, you're just, you're just hateful and you've been hurt really bad. And th those statements are both true. <laughs> I can be hateful and I have been hurt very bad by that religion, but that doesn't mean that I don't have validity in my beliefs and in my statements. So anyways, sorry, now I'm defending myself and I don't even have to hear. No, no. That's how deep it is. That's how deep it is though. Like that makes you, it makes you feel like you have to defend yourself for everything you believe or don't believe. So the departure wasn't quick. I'd say it took me a couple of years to kind of fully remove myself from religion, but it went this way. It went, I'm out of this movement, the IFB, then I'm out of Christianity. And then I think I feel like I talked to a friend of mine, Amber, when I was in the midst of all that gray area mess. And I said, I'm really scared of what's going to happen when I die, because now I don't know what I believe. And she's, she, I remember her saying to me, like, it is super scary at the beginning, but the more you research and the more you make up your own mind, instead of being told what's going to happen when you die, and the more you kind of figure out what you want to believe and what you get to decide you believe because for so many years other people decided what you believe the more you get into that space the more you it's going to be okay the more you're going to enjoy your day-to-day -day life the more you're going to realize it's not to say that what happens after this life doesn't matter yeah. but to be comfortable in some level of you not and even even as a christian or a baptist there's still a level of not for everyone because <laughs> for the longest time I said, I know for sure when I die and go into heaven, I have no doubt in my mind. That was me to a T. And now I'm not really sure what happens when I die. So, and again, that's a, that's a whole nother spiritualist uh, conversation. The afterlife, I think it's fascinating. Um, but to say that I know someone or I have a fact that proves that the afterlife exists, that for me to say that, I, I do not say that. Now, there are a lot of other people that have very different beliefs, my parents included, and that's great. And if that, my opinion on that is, if that motivates you to be a better person and do good things for other people, oh my God, why would I want to take that away from you? That's stupid, really stupid. Um, but for some of us, we don't, we don't have that. We're still able, and it's not to say we're better, just different. For some of us, we don't have that intense belief in, this is, I know for a fact, this is what happens when I die. I don't think it's an easy place to get to, but once you get there, you're just, in my opinion, you're just as, not leveled, but you're just as content in the unknown as you were with the known. Yeah. And again, not making me better or special, just different from people who say, I know this. Okay, well, I don't know it, but I'm also content just as you're content in knowing I'm content and not knowing. So yeah, yeah. I know I went way off. The no, you weren't talking. I probably you're got all, way dude. past your, way past your question. But the answer is, you know, getting out is definitely a process, and there's tons more than anything else. There is tons of soul searching and mm -hmm. talking. Whether it's you're just talking to yourself like a crazy person, um, or talking to a therapist, or talking it out with friends, that needs to happen. Yeah, because if you are because what happens often, or what happened to me in, in my life was, you are taught from a young age to suppress everything. Every spanking you got, all the corporal punishment, yeah. all the emotional abuse, all the verbal abuse, some physical abuse, 
all of that. I don't know if you listen to Bill Burr, but he's yeah, hilarious. Bill Burr's and hilarious. He that, one of my favorite comedians. He has that whole yes, awesome. He has that whole nineteen same thing. Madman, like be a man, push it down, <laughs> hide your feelings. Again, it's all a joke, but I like how he puts it. And he talks about I think it's some guy like they were hitting turbulence and some guy was freaking out on the airplane. He's like, shove that shit down and buckle up. (laughs) (laughs) That's what, that's what my life was. And it's not against my parents or anyone at all that was involved in my early life, but that's what my life was from a young age. Just like push it down and don't think about it. Don't talk about it. Now I've come around to, Hey, I got to bring that shit up. And it's hard because now you're reprocessing things or for the first time you're processing things that you never processed before. And that's where you get these stories of, man, I went to therapy and I forgot all this stuff, or I'm sitting or lying on the couch crying about something from my childhood. And it hurts. It's hard. It's painful, but I, excuse me, firmly believe that it has the ability to make you into the person that you were, whether you want to say divinely designed or created or just born to be, I think it makes, turns you into more of the person that you can be when you, um, process everything you've gone through as painful and difficult as that might be. No, my long answer again. <laughs> no, no, I followed it, dude. I followed a hundred. I, I awesome. Okay, hundred percent. I hope at least one other person does too. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think. Let me. I, I'm asking a bunch of questions after, so I can be on the same page, right? Whoa. So, like, so from the beginning of that, the, the, would you yeah. say then the catalyst was? I know you had specifically said, well, these people are doing this and we believe in the same God at that point. So like, how was it, was it, um, like you were basically questioning the system based off of like the mistakes of people who are supposedly supposed to be leaders and elders to you. And if these people were people that you might've maybe looked up to potentially or learned things from potentially, and they weren't necessarily following what they said they believed in you were like, what's the validity of the system just in general? If I can't even trust the people that are further along in it to do the right thing, like how sound is all this? Yes, that is definitely like, that's definitely part of it. The other part of it um, that, I, that I was trying to say and probably didn't do a super good job of is how can we worship the same? And it's again, yeah, it's, yeah. it's hard to say this because God is so um multifaceted there's people yeah. who believe god is god is a man and that's it there's people who believe god is a woman there's people who believe god doesn't exist at all <laughs> yeah, but yeah there's so many different versions of god not just across religions inside christianity there are so many from catholicism to you know there's people that believe you know lds latter-day saints that's a form of christianity and it really there's jesus and god in there so sure um like there's there's so many different forms of Christianity, and each one of them comes with a different God. Even inside Baptists, just Baptists overall, there's one God. There's Missionary Baptists, they got one God. There's IFB Independent Fundamental Baptists, they have another God. There's so many different gods, and I know I'm not naming a ton, but there's so many different gods that when you, you when you just back up and say, my God that I believed in was very not limited but finite. Like this. This is the exact God that this other person believed in, and they clearly didn't believe in him, or they did, but they didn't believe in the exact same God that I did. So again, it comes back to a lot of man worship, which is a huge problem, because I held Jack Scott, the leader of our Uh movement, on such a high pedestal that when he fell, I was like, 
and that wasn't everything that informed my decision. There were a lot of other problems with the religion I was a part of, whether it be what they called standards, which is actually legalism. I keep bringing up pants and movie houses and rock and roll music. That's all legalism. That's all you inter- where in where in the hell <laughs> in the Bible does it say women can't wear pants? Yeah, it yeah. doesn't. They always re- reference an old scripture in Deuteronomy. So this is old. That's Old Testament. Yeah. It talks about a, a woman wearing that which pertains to a man. I, I did not take Greek, but I have friends who did take it and studied that verse down. And that's actually, unless I'm doing this incorrect, which I could be, but I don't think I am. That's actually referring to the attire of a warrior. And in that time, women didn't go to war. There was one in Judges, and I, I cannot remember her name. I think it was JL. But there's one in the book of Judges that went to war. But that's it. Women didn't go to war. And even you look at, you know, World War One America and even World War Two, very few women involved in our international war campaigns as far as being combat ready. So Yeah, and then, and then even also the even the sense of America, like when America, did yeah. when did men even start wearing pants and how far pants. do you want to take they were that all back? Wearing robes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like it's like if we want to really <laughs> be crazy. if we want to really be like traditionalists or fundamentalists and we want to take stuff back to yeah. as far back to the root as we can, it's like, well, when did men even start wearing pants? Like, how, how are you saying exactly, that that's, man. you know, I, I hear what you're saying exactly, 100%. Not yeah. to get specifics. But. So the, no, but you kind of have to sometimes. People need to know. So, yeah, getting, getting realizing that, this, that we're not worshiping the same God, 100%, number one. But then also, this religion, this strain of Christianity isn't something that I want to be associated with anymore. And I know that that doesn't mean, okay. And then I get into the huge conversation of baby with a bathwater, right? Why throw a religion out? Why, you know, why, who, you know, just find another religion, find, you know, a kind of Christianity that you like. And I'm not saying that that's the wrong course of action, but for me personally, it wasn't the course that I wanted to take. And now with my newfound understanding of, Oh, Every decision in my, my entire life has, and I'm responsible for it. Let me make that very clear. I'm responsible for who I marry, who I sleep with. And let me get off that subject real quick before I get <laughs> dive any further. Ah. Who I, you know, who I idolize, what I listen to, where I go, what I wear. That's all my decision. Even if it was strongly suggested or made into rules by someone else for me, my parents, my religion, whatever, it still comes down to me to make that religion. So for people that want to blame religion, So you are the master of your own decisions. Now, when you're highly indoctrinated, it's really hard to make decisions for yourself. But in reality, you're still making your own decisions. So just throwing that out there. Um, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very, yeah. You know, it is what it is, but you still made the decision. So uh, me suddenly realizing at the age of 20-something, mid-20s, late-20s, oh, hey, I get to make my own decisions now. I'm not going to go crazy. I still have that empathetic moral compass, but I get to make my own decisions. So I decided that religion as a whole, and I don't feel like I'm defending myself because I love this conversation, but I did decide that religion as a whole was not serving me and didn't really suit my needs. Sure. So I did throw the baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> the baby was the IFB movement. I was in the bathwater was religion and it all went out the window. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, again, that is not in any, and some people will take offense to that. And I understand that because 10 years ago, I would have taken a big offense to that. I would have acted like I didn't. I would be like, oh, 
no, that's fine. Decide what you want to decide. That's great. Good for you. But in reality, deep down, I'm like, how fucking dare you <laughs> throw out religion? You're the worst. You know, so I definitely had that yin and yang that were just fighting with each other. Um, but yeah, l- looking back, I would say it, it had to be for me. I felt like it had to be done. And me personally now, I, I'm, a, I'm a happier person doesn't mean that everyone who leaves religion is going to be happier or that it's the right course of action for them in that moment. For me, I believe it worked out. Um, and so I feel like a happier, more fulfilled person. But I do want to flip that coin and say that's not me saying, wow, you're religious. You're the worst person ever <laughs> because you're religious. Or even in the cult that I come from saying like, oh, wow, you were in that cult. How dare you? I have friends that still worship the exact same way I did. I don't hate them. And I don't even – sit and feel sorry oh it sucks it's so sad that you're still there no like i how does that serve me it doesn't so anyways i'm not again i will always get off track at the end of my answers but no I dude. That made sense. <laughs> no it's better that you explain down to the depth of it is you know to whatever extent yeah. you want to then just give like a face value so. you know kind of answer because a lot of a lot of these yep. things like get so this this is the reason why I asked those, right? Because a lot of people in the religious realm, whether you believe or don't believe, they give face value answers. Yep. So I was like, I want to be able to ask. basically the podcast is is like a place to be able to give it beyond that, you know? Because generally people give yeah. face value answers like God don't exist. No, yes, He does. <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean? So right, right. Let's let's get granular. Shit, we got time. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so leading beyond that, what I yeah. want to ask <laughs> yeah. now is if if. Like, so you, so for you, you said you're between a spiritualist and agnostic. So that's just kind of, there's a lot to it, but the umbrella of that is like, it's possible. Yeah. I don't know how possible. Yeah. I'm not saying yes or no, but it's possible. I like that. Yep. It's absolutely. How could you, how can you say, sorry, how can you say it's not possible? How do you fucking know? Yeah. yeah, You don't. So like, (laughs) no, seriously. So like when you were, when you were like involved in like let's like when you're going to college bible college what was your like perspective on who what god was like if you had to describe god in like a uh, rational or logical sense what like how would you have described it to somebody back then so there's two versions of that yeah so to get to get even more complicated um there's the version that because i want to represent both of them here Mm -hmm. there's the version that i would tell people not to con them into being a member of the movement, but just to make God sound light and happy. Right? Like kind of like the way people version. preach, they preach grace over fear type of thing, right? Boom. There boom. Exactly. Exactly right. So they preach it, but what do they live? Now, the, a lot of them, I believe that Joel Osteen lives grace over fear, abundant grace, paycheck grace. <laughs> that guy is making so much money off of people, yeah, right? Yeah. And honestly, this is a very unpopular opinion, as it should be, and I get tagged in Osteen memes all the time because the, the guy, <laughs> to an extent, the guy's full of shit. Come on. <laughs> um, that's my opinion, but yeah, I enjoy yeah. him, and not for the sake of memes. I enjoy listening to Joel Osteen because I'll tell you right now, I'm like what I grew up with, leaving church every three times a week at least and feeling like a piece of shit because I didn't measure up. Joel Osteen takes God and says, hey, God loves you and everything is great. And, you know, put your put your envelope in the offering plate. But, man, God loves you and you can do anything. I love that shit because I grew up the exact opposite. So I thrive on that. I'll tune in to watch Joel Osteen any day of the week. Watch that globe twist behind him all day. That's great. But. 
<laughs> that's very similar to what I would tell people when I would knock on their door. So let me give you both versions. The first version is I knock on your door or I'm trying to, you know, kind of convert you. And God is a loving God that doesn't want anyone to go to hell. Now, the other side of that is he created hell, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Why? Yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, we'll just let people think about that. Um, but but God, God loves you. God wants good things for you. And you do need to go to church to please him. But he's not going to hate you if you don't go to church. And he's not going to hate you if you don't accept him as your personal savior and pray this this prayer with me and, and know for sure you're going to heaven. He's not going to hate you, but he wants the best for you. And he wants you to go to heaven and he wants you to serve him because when you serve him, you do good for others. So that's this, what we would call the, that's what we call the Sunday morning message. So I'm going to relate this via church messages. Yeah, yeah. Wednesday night message, which is you're very dedicated. You know, you need to be in church. You, you made your work schedule work around it. So you could be there for church on Saturdays, you're at church again because you're going to clean the church for Sunday and or go what we call soul winning. You, you go out and knock on doors and bother people on Saturday. So Sunday morning message, which is what we preach and what we want people to think and how we want people to believe is God is great. God is good. He loves you so much. You might go. You probably no. you will go to hell if you don't believe this specific way. But God still loves you. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Wednesday night is. You better make sure that you're doing everything by the book. Ladies, you make sure you dress this way. Guys, you make sure you part your hair this way. And I'm not joking. That was a real thing. When I was at, when I was in college, I had a staff member <laughs> run his hand through my hair and say, did you even comb your hair today? That's a true story. And that's not just a staff member. That was the <laughs> vice president of the fucking college. Anyway, sure. whatever. So, um, so the internal God the God that I really truly believed in was a pretty, pretty angry dude who wanted to make sure that I did everything to the letter. And I sh did my very best for a long time to make him happy. And eventually I just gave up and gave in to look, I'm a hypocrite, whatever. I'm going to listen to the music I want to listen to. I'm going to do my hair the way I want to do my hair. I'm going to wear the clothes I want to wear, but I'm going to put on this facade as a youth pastor, which I was for a couple of years. I'm going to put on this facade as a Bible college student that I was for four years or I should say two years with this kind of an attitude. Um, uh, I'm going to keep putting on that facade, which is very damaging, by the way, yeah. to have this belief system and teach other people this belief system, but not believe it yourself. And it can really sear your empathy. It can really sear your emotional nerve endings, as it were. It's not good for you. Um, but anyways, back, back, <laughs> back to answering your question. <laughs> I believe, I firmly believe in two versions of God, which is, I don't, again, I don't think is healthy. I don't condone, but I believe in the version that I was supposed to tell everyone else, which is God is a person that lives up in heaven that is looking down on you and wants the best for you and wants you to come live in heaven with him when you die. That is, that is the, the, um, the version that I was preaching and that I wanted people to believe in. And then the version that I internally believed in was Yes, God does want you to go to heaven when you die. He doesn't want you to go to hell, but you're already saved. You accepted him as your savior. So none of that matters now. Now what matters is how many more people are you bringing into the multi-level marketing scam that is your religion? Yeah, yeah. Not all religions, just the one I was in. Yeah. How many, you know, how many, uh, how much you're giving to him, whether that be tithes and offerings or how much are you doing for him when it comes to your service? 
to God. You know, you're making sure that you, um, I don't know, are doing everything that he wants you to do in a legalistic sense, because that's what your pastor and your religious leader told you to do. Yeah, yeah. So, so again, there's the nice God up in the clouds that I wanted everyone to believe in. And then there's the angry God still up in the clouds that wants me to go to heaven. But he, he's very he's very upset if I'm not living my life out to the letter. And to give a little more context to that, the guy named Jack Scott, who was the leader of the religion that I was in, and people was, oh, he wasn't a leader. He was. Um, he took over for his uh, father-in-law, Jack Hiles, when Jack Hiles passed away, and that's a whole other conversation. But um, he was in a staff meeting just being himself, berating staff members, being an asshole, and a staff member asked him kind of point blank, like, who do you think, and by the way, this, this comes on good authority. This staff member told this to my father, my father and this staff member both attended that college that I went to, um, in, uh, in, uh, sorry, Hiles Anderson college in Crown Point, Indiana, they were roommates there. So this comes on good authority. This staff member asked Jack, Jack Scott, he said, well, who is God to you? What do you think? He said, God is a very angry God. Yeah. And that was it. That was all he had to say. So anyways, I don't I don't like the idea. I prefer the idea that he's this happy God up in the clouds that wants you to come live with him, you know, when you pass from the physical realm to the spiritual. But I really believed that he was this pretty angry guy that was mad at me pretty much all the time. So fuck it. I might as well <laughs> listen to rock and roll music. <laughs> that's the truth. So and then now, no, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. Now, so no, I did ask you. I asked you back then. You know, okay, what what it was, and, but and then now, what if if the, like let's just say there's ten minutes where you're like, hey, you know, maybe because it, it flips, right? Like it's not just like a yes, I oh, believe, yeah. no, it's not. It's I don't know is such a a broad spectrum too, right? Because it's like you feel it's different all the time sometimes, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like the but like, it can be just as lazy as. I know exactly who God is because so and so, my pastor, whoever oh, told me who God is. Of course, of course, of course, dude, hundred percent. Yeah. Um. So like, yeah, like what, like now, if there are times where you're contemplating it, then you might happen to be sure. like debating with yourself on like, well, or not even debating with yourself, but just more, I guess, like theorizing. What What is the closest you've got to like trying to put a finger on potentially what God is to you, or or what you you think God is, you know? Man, these are, do you watch Hot Ones? I feel like you watch Hot Ones, or you've seen a few episodes. I've definitely seen a few episodes, but no? honestly, I, I only okay. watch the ones of the people that I want to see. A hundred percent. Sometimes, I'll tell you though, I'm going to give you a word to the wise, which is the dumbest statement ever, but um, try some with people you don't know, because those are the, or people you're not excited about. I was so excited to see Justin Timberlake. I, I, I'm a huge fan. Oh, he's a beast. So he's excited beast. to see JT on, but I didn't love his episode. But Zach Efron, who I'm, eh, he was he was good in Greatest Showman. That's about as far as I'll go. Um, I wasn't an HSM fan because I wasn't allowed to watch that back then. Um, I'm not that young, but anyways, uh, he, his episode was to me phenomenal, and it might just have been the edibles. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> so all that to say, I feel like you're Sean right now because these questions. And I think part of it is when I have a podcast episode with a guest, I'm asking all the questions. Yeah, so not yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm like, oh, a question? Oh, shit, okay. <laughs> so it's really hard to quantify God for me. It's very, it's very difficult, but I love the question. I love the challenge. Um, I don't 
there's a part of me, and this is the, the holdover or, or, or the leftover from the religion. There's a part of me that kind of resists this mindset of you are your own God, uh-huh. because I feel like without having a God to govern you, my, this is my old mindset still speaking, without a God to govern you, you're your own God. Oh my God, it's, you know what I mean? Like, what are you going to do? You're Now you're this awful, wicked person because you have no moral compass. But that's that's not the case. Um Man, well, I, I think question. that, so, and not to cut you off right there, because I still want to hear your answer. No, no, I think that I sometimes I, I don't think that that's necessary. I, me personally, hearing that from you, I don't even know if that's yeah. the the part of you being like rebellious to like the religion part of it. I think that that might just be a rational thing because I I, I think yeah. of like just the definition that even if you weren't a religious person, the definition that you put on the idea of what the word God means. It's more related yeah. to domain and like bigger than everything. So it's like the fact that you live sure. in an algorithm in this world that you don't have control over like a, a <laughs> large majority of it. I, you know, I think that that plays a factor in the fact that you might deny the fact that you are your own God too. You know what I mean? Just rationally. Oh yeah. I'm not saying that the religious thing yeah, doesn't well, play into it either, but I feel like that's for most people, no, I feel like that's majority thing. what it might be, you know? Yeah. And I, I couldn't agree more. Like it's definitely, it comes down to a societal construct as well. Like let's, we all want to shine and do our own thing and, and, and be our own person, but we are in some way, shape or form, we're cogs in a wheel. And that's not to degrade anyone, but we are all functioning, moving parts of society or, or sometimes non-functioning. Oh dude, hundred percent. Um, you know, oh yeah, I agree to that larger construct, but I, I wish, I wish I was giving you like single, not single, word but single answer question no Every dude, question you're, you're like, answering oh, perfect this man. That <laughs> well, thanks, you're answering I don't perfect. Know. <laughs> anyways <laughs> i do see god it comes and goes how i see god because like like i said i'm in this spiritualistic agnostic kind of in between place so there are times where i feel like not to brag on myself but like i'm doing an okay job of governing my empathy yeah. although it definitely gets away from me it gives me it lets me you know it create it allows me to create friendships with people that are toxic or it allows me to create um you know situations for myself where i'm financially obligated to someone that i shouldn't be you know whatever the case may be sure. um my empathy can get me in trouble is all i'm saying so now i'm going right now i'm going back everyone should have empathy but it can get you in trouble what's the kanye meme about like um someone's asking you for life advice and you're like you're like you know you give all this advice and then you end it with but i don't know I could, i've been wrong before so i talk in meme too much i get that um so i do have a there's a part of me that says i'm i'm not god over the universe and other people but i'm god over my and in that sense you are everyone while they may not like the, the phrasing, it goes back to you You make your own decisions. Everyone's your own God in a sense because you are – unless there is a gun to your head or someone is literally twisting your arm, you are in control of your decisions, which not everyone – and even as I say it, there's this little – you know, it's kind of pricking my, my inner being, my soul, my spirit, whatever it is um, – like, oh man, I am. Like, I shouldn't have eaten that, <laughs> or I shouldn't yeah. have wasted time on that thing, you know. So, yeah, you you are your own god in in that sense. You you are because you are in full control in most instances of every decision that you make. So, I like to see that. I like to think about that because it keeps me honest. But also, it does bounce back and forth between yeah, but I mean, we are a speck. <laughs> in the universe yeah and to say that there's not something and and, and 
Okay, take the universe out of it. Don't make it so big. Just in the world or in your life, as minute as that is, there are things that have happened that in many cases, not all things and not even a lot of things, they're inexplicable. So I do like to think that there's some kind of, okay, here it is. <laughs> I had to talk through all that shit. I believe in being my own God and I don't have a thorough definition yeah. and I'm not trying to take, and I'll take questions from you all day, but I'm not trying to get a bunch of questions from other people or religious people. Yeah, but yeah. I do thoroughly believe in karma uh-huh. and it doesn't, but karma doesn't, <laughs> Karma's a bitch sometimes because bad things do happen to good people every yeah. fucking day. People get sick and get hurt and die. And it's like, how, how is that happening? Like, that's awful. Where was karma? Karma, again, karma's inconsistent and being my own God is inconsistent. But I also don't want to go back to the rigidity of this angry God. Yeah. So I kind of bounce back and forth. But again, I am happier. To me, it all comes down to happiness. Uh-huh. I'm happier bouncing back and forth between spirituality, agnosticism, karma, than I ever was preaching and believing in this angry God. So yeah, yeah. my two gods are me and karma. That's that's what I look at for God. For, and not even as a guidepost, not even as an end-all, be-all. More of, I want to think about this today, so I'm going to think about it. Or something really good or really bad happened. Okay, I have to pause for just a moment. Quick commercial break um, to say this. It frustrates me beyond belief when someone works their ass off, and I mean works really hard on yeah. something at work or a personal project, whatever, and they say, to God be the glory. Now, look, you can quantify that and explain that out by saying, you know, I do believe in God, and I believe that he helped give me these talents, or I was nurtured by godly people, so that's how I got to this place. Cool. Explain that. But give yourself some credit, too. You get a pat on the back for the hard work you did. It bugs the hell. And I'm not saying you can't give God glory and you can't say that, or you shouldn't say that God had nothing to do. I know it's a double negative, but you get what I mean. You shouldn't say that God had nothing to do with your compliments or with your accomplishments if you really do believe in a God. Great, good, awesome. But don't give him, her, it all the credit. Take some credit for yourself. And that's something that bums me out about thoroughly religious people. And I was that way for so long, and I'm still working on this sense of false humility, the sense of constantly apologizing for who I am. That's not an easy thing to overcome. And again, I'm way off subject, but I think it's important for people to, to, to understand like, hey, you get some credit. And that's, that falls under the realm of you being your own God or karma. Uh, not karma so much as you being your own God. Yeah. I, get, I worked hard. I, I, I did this. I got this contract. I got this job. I made sure this person was taken care of. I put out, I produce this, uh, whatever it is, I get some credit for that. Not just, and I'm not saying God can't take any credit, but give yourself some credit too. So anyways, to answer your question, steward is God and karma is God and, and there is no God. And I bounce all around between these three things, but I'm happy doing it. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. To me. No, that perfectly answers the question. You know what I mean? And again, it's, it's not like an easy <laughs> question to answer because like, Dude, like, you know, asking anybody that, no matter what they believe, it's like, there's, if they are able to answer it pretty simply, it's like, they're either not giving you the, they're not giving you the time of day to answer it full on, you know what I mean? Or they just haven't thought about it. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Or they're not, like you said, they're not giving you, they're not giving you their full attention. Like they, they're going to blow the answer off. Exactly. Exactly. Because everyone's thought about it. And if they haven't, then it's like, all right, well. Then it's time to think about it. Yeah, seriously. 
Come on, guys. No, yeah, yeah. I, I can I can understand that. I, it's really interesting for me to do that because then it gives me like perspective on like critical thinking. Do you know what I'm saying a little bit? Because like, yes, dude. Like, if yes. you don't, if you don't believe in God, it's not to say that you're not a critical thinker. And if you believe in God, it's not to say that you're not a critical thinker or vice uh, versa or whatever. Yes. Right? It's just to hear yeah. different perspectives gives you a different way to kind of like, uh, I don't know, approach answering Process questions and things like that. Yeah. So it's yeah. Interesting. It gives you a more, I think it, excuse me. It gives you a more open mindset. Like you said, it goes back to critical thinking, which is something that you are denied in a cult. If, if you practice, in fact, we were, t- we were told, I remember being told as a teenager, do, which the internet was a baby, right? We still got the AOL discs then. As a teenager, I remember being told, do not research the college, Hal Denison College, where I knew I was going to go to college. First Baptist Church of Hammond, which was the parent of that college, if that uh-huh. makes sense. And Jack Hiles, do not look them up on the internet because there are lies on the internet about them. Now we both know, and you were saying, I was listening to your podcast yesterday. You were talking about some, some article Yahoo or something. And you were like, look, I don't want to say it's a, exactly a credible source, but it's also not, not a credible source. It's yeah. not, you know, the blaze, you didn't say the blaze, but it's not the blaze. It's not, you know, this crazy right wing or crazy left wing. It's, kind of down the middle as far yeah. as news goes not that we should trust all news but it is one of the more credible sites so anyway yeah, yeah. all you got to do and i know wikipedia is chock full of crazy stuff i don't know it's probably gone now but john jones had a on his wikipedia page i, I could be wrong but i think one of his nicknames was listed as sexual chocolate <laughs> i don't think it was ever a nickname but like there's a lot of misinformation on wikipedia but you look at wikipedia on jack hiles Joe Combs, um, research that guy when you get it. I'll send you an article, but he was a top level professor at the college where my dad was going. He was a professor when my dad was there. And, um, you know, he was a highly heralded, you know, uh, guy in the community, in the IFP community, but he and his wife had adopted a child and they were beating that woman, that child merciful, yeah. mercilessly when they would teach Bible all day, they would get home and go in the closet where she was and just torture her yeah i have no idea how she lived but anyway there's a whole thing about that but I, again way off track no, but no. it's all true so having that um what's what were we talking about as far as uh thinking having that you know rationality having that objective uh-huh. thinking being able to look at things as factual even though they might not help your case you don't get that in a cult you don't get that in the kind of religion i was brought up in so critical thinking god why did my brain just spark so hard on that? Critical <laughs> thinking is key, and you and and you're not a bad person for it. It doesn't no, make you all. wrong or bad to to look at something and say that goes against my belief system, but maybe it's factual and I should actually research it. That's okay to do. So, like the the part anyway. that I get caught up in is like, yes, and I don't think it's a wrong thing for me to to get caught up like this. I think it's just human nature. Is yep. trying to decipher my critical thinking in the sense of like, like I could, I feel like I can analyze things very well. I could sell a lot of things to people. I, I'm good at sales because I'm, sure. I'm good at critical thinking or I have a particular way that I yep. might critical think that is effective in some situations. So I get caught up in the air because when you had mentioned like, like, I don't want to believe that this God is an angry God. You know what I mean? So th- right. that, that got me thinking. I'm like, okay. I think about this a lot. What, you know, how much am I using my critical thinking skills if I might have more than the next guy and the next guy has more than me? 
or whatever, how much am I right. using my critical thinking skills to validate what I believe personally and how much of it am I really using it to look for more answers? You know what I mean? Because no matter which way you go, whether you yeah. go the God direction or no God direction, there's a lot of answers. There's a lot of, there's a lot of questioning no matter what. You know what I mean? There's a lot of questions that we yeah, just yeah, are never going to find out. So, cause I, cause mm-hmm. well, for example, when you, when you brought up the angry God thing, I was like, man, cause I, I thought about that a long time, ago, but I haven't thought about it for a long time. Um, cause I, I, yeah. I just always thought like, okay, so if God is an angry God and he's just like some, like basically warlord, just some, you know, <laughs> powerful dude, whatever, not even a dude, but just yeah. powerful entity in my head. I'm like, okay, if there is no God, the world could basically just like destroy me like i could be destroyed and have a bunch of bad stuff happen to me and the world could be angry universe could be angry with me regardless you know I mean? i'm not trying to convince you i'm just i'm just honestly like flowing no, no, from what I'm, I'm thinking I in my head now Hell i'm yeah. like okay so like if god is that angry and if i didn't believe in god the universe could basically smash me either way the universe could be angry with me <laughs> i could be super super unfair you know what i mean then yeah. when you say that when you when you're bringing up like your thoughts on it i'm like okay i'm not questioning my belief at all but I, but I'm just like playing devil's advocate, for, no pun intended. You're thinking, um, yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of <laughs> like, well, how much am I uh, using my critical thinking skills to try to compare this situation with that? I'm just gambling on the fact that like, oh, God is real because he's gonna that the universe will be angry with me no matter what. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Does that make sense? You're damned if you do, damned if you don't. I'm, I'm exactly, yeah. I'm I'm so like out of I'm dude. I've just went off on a tangent right now. None of that's gonna make any sense. But kind of getting back to the point of like. For me, I maybe having this conversation, it, it it's more realistic to me now, a little bit more that I'm like, okay, part of a dimension of what I'm doing is gambling on the fact that that like is God, like choosing to have faith type of thing, right? Whereas like you, you might acknowledge that in the back of your head, but you don't necessarily say it out loud. But I think it is true, like you choose to have like some type of faith, where it's like, yeah. kind of just question the idea of like what does belief really mean? You know what I mean? So it's like when when I hear you say certain things, I'm like, okay, I'm questioning like my critical thinking, like process on that, or like what is my thought process and how am I coming to what it is? And just being honest with myself. That's the whole crux of critical thinking is, can you, is can you? That's what it comes down to is, can you critical? Can you practice critical thinking, or are you hamstrung? Because, and I'm not saying you. I'm just saying all humanity in general. Can yeah. we practice? critical thinking or are we so married to whatever idea we have and and look there are ideas there are ideas surely when it comes to morality and crime and the lack thereof that we absolutely should be married to just decency to common man super important but there are some things that are open to interpretation so you if you're not allowing yourself to have those in, inside conversations which is not the right way to say that but you know what i mean yeah. having that in, internal dialogue there it is I don't know why everything's coming slower than it should be today. I've been awake for like five hours, six hours. Um, but if you're not allowing yourself to have that internal dialogue of what's right and wrong, not, not, not even what's right and what's wrong, but like having that internal dialogue of what do I really believe, whether it's about God or about your next meal, like you, you need to be able to do that because that that can, I, I personally believe that can help you progress as a human being, mentally, spiritually, physically, everything. No, hundred percent, one hundred percent. That's right. It's it's good for me to be on the other side of this sometimes because I talk way too much and I give my opinion on stuff. So to be able to ask other people okay. questions and be in the position where I'm I'm making myself listen, it's a good thing. <laughs> it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, and and again, that's that is creating a healthy and you know creating healthy 
um, a healthy thought pattern for yourself where you're not just saying, okay, well, I'm the end all be all and I'm right about everything. Like I'm divorced. I make this joke all the time. I'm divorced and this is nothing against anyone at all, but I'm divorced. So I get to be right all the time. <laughs> like I'm used to being wrong a lot and now I'm divorced. So I'm right all the time. It's a joke, but if I'm not careful, you know what I mean? I can fall into the trap of, well, there's no one here to tell me this is wrong. So I'm just going to go ahead and do it or say yeah, it. Yeah, 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 maybe not such a good idea. No, no, you're fine, man. You're fine. I um, I think I, I think we're gonna wrap this up. I mean, I think we got a lot. Yeah, this is this is gonna be one of your longer episodes. (laughs) I'm sure they're gonna be. If I ask questions like this, I'm sure it's gonna be, (laughs) you know, something along these lines. But I do appreciate you being honest. You know what I mean? And and, oh yeah. You know, I just so everyone knows again. I, I didn't really preface a lot of this with Stuart. I gave him a very like <laughs> <No>. <laughs> broad topic of, of what we were going to talk yep. about. And uh, so Stuart's answer the on the fly, basically. But you were being honest 100%. That's all I wanted. I don't yeah. want someone to come in here and try Hell to yeah. sound like they have it all figured preach out. Because none of us do. It's exactly. not preaching your sermon. It's 100%. time for radical honesty. Exactly. Yeah, no. Yeah, but I've, Stuart... I've, I've done it. I've preached my sermon. I'm over it. <laughs> done that shit. Not I... here, but in, in, in other times in my life. <laughs> I appreciate you being on, man. I mean, is there anything that you want to Thanks, close man. with uh, for everybody or you know, um, where they can reach you at and all that stuff? Sure. And I appreciate, again, I appreciate you as well. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, I, yeah, where they can reach me for sure. But first, again, not to continue my tangent because I've already held this thing up. I, we talked last night and you, and we were talking about, oh, we'll see how long it goes. I don't know. And I was like, dude, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> if you open me up, it's going to take a minute. But I want to say that, because I talk about this often on my podcast, or at least I try to bring it down to this point, because my opinions and my thoughts and, and all that jazz, a lot of times it can be um, off-putting to people who are who have, you know, a, a strong belief in God and are and are very religious. And it's not this. I don't want this podcast or my sentiment, my thoughts, my opinions to serve as something where you want to con- you know you want to condemn or not me but condemn or be upset at people that don't believe the way you believe i am not mad at anyone who doesn't believe the way i believe that's how i was when i was religious and that's not throwing jabs that's just saying i want i want people to be able to be happy <laughs> that's it yeah. so wherever you can find happiness and freedom if that's in your religion and i've said this time and time again and i will always say it if going to church and your religion and your beliefs, not necessarily you, but just people in general, if, if what you believe and how you choose to serve God and what, what God you choose to believe in, if that is helping you do what does Muhammad Ali say, say, you know, service to others is the rent we pay for our time or our place here on earth. Yeah. If that's helping you to be a better person, oh my God, like I am not here to say, fuck your religion. It's the worst. Hell no. I'm here to say if, if, your religion is helping you serve others in a way that's productive that makes you happy and is good for society. I would never want to say anything against that. I do believe that for me, religion is not the right choice, but I don't think that is universal. I don't think that goes for everyone. It just goes for me and it goes for a lot of other people too, but there's no goal here as far as, you know, being privileged to have this appearance on your podcast. There's no goal to convince someone that religion is or isn't for them this is just me speaking my thoughts. And if you find value in it, great. And if it made you upset, I didn't try. I'm not sorry, <laughs> but I wasn't trying to make you upset. I'm just speaking my truth. And so again, I know I sounded defensive. I don't intend to come off that way. I'm just trying to be 
not apologize, but be an apologist for those of us that, you know, don't necessarily have a construct of a belief system, but also don't think that there's anything wrong with that if it's serving you and healthy towards others. If it's serving others, I'm stumbling now, but here's what I wanted to say. If it makes you happy and you don't feel like you have to shove your religion down someone else's throat, that's not for lack of a better term. That's the best term there is. Yeah. If it's if it is making you happy, if it is helping others, and if it doesn't feel oppressive to others, gr- why stop? <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Keep doing it. But for me, you know, I, I'm I'm happy where I'm at. So I just want other people to be happy. That's that's it. That's everything. And I will throw this out there before I give my 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 actual sign off. I'm happy in the unknown, and that is a rare. Say that again, be because again. you cut off for a second when you said, it, and that is a oh. rare. Sorry. No, you're fine. It's not your it's fault. A, it's my it's connection. A, <laughs> I got you. Uh, being happy, being happy in the unknown is, I don't know if it's rare by and large, but it's a rare idea or a strange and foreign thought to me. Sure. It's not something that I came up with without a lot of, you know, thought and soul searching. So I don't expect everyone to be happy in the unknown. And I don't think that being happy in the unknown makes me special or important. I just think that it happens to be where I am at at the moment. And it's fairly fluid, my, my thoughts and my, my, my spirituality or lack thereof. So uh, all, everything that I'm saying um, comes from a place of, I'm not here to say this works for everyone. And I am here to say, I'm happy not knowing, you know, a lot of things, but it took me a long time to get there. So again, I'm not special for that. I just, it's where I'm at. So anyways, that's me. That's Stuart Hardy. Uh, that's my religious background. And dude, thanks again, man. I'm so so grateful that you you allowed me to take the time to hop on here and um you know that you took interest and that you asked dude those questions those are sean level questions man those are great (laughs) questions i'm so so happy i had the chance and people who haven't heard of hot ones it's the show with hot hot wings and even hotter questions you guys gotta check it out um but uh yeah Stuart m hardy on 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 all platforms uh if you want to check out not your mother's podcast uh, we're on, uh, we just signed up for a service called ACAST, which put us everywhere. So we're working on iTunes, getting our iTunes link or RSS feed fixed, but we should be up there in the next few days. iTunes, Spotify, uh, we're on YouTube, YouTube and Facebook. We have uh, video content. So if you want to see me get drunk with a guest, go for it. Um, if you just want to listen, uh, we're on Spotify, Stitcher, um, SoundCloud, all those fun platforms. But again, thanks for the opportunity. Thanks for the outlet, man. It's always great to talk about this kind of stuff. I think like we had said at some point, excuse me, some point in our conversation, I think it moves humanity forward in some small way when we're able to have healthy discourse around subjects that can often be very polarizing. So thank you for making that happen. No, of course, man. I appreciate you being on. I appreciate you being candid and honest and not shying away from actually <laughs> trying to answer the questions, you know what I mean? Which some people, they, they, they kind of might be worried about how they sound and stuff like that, which you yeah. answered everything great. You know, I'm not trying to downplay how thank you answered you. them either. Um, I appreciate it. Also, sure. I, I do want to let everyone know, like, you know, this is probably generally about how the the podcast is going to be, how these episodes will be. So um, I want to awesome. try to embrace the idea of you guys having conversations openly with people, even if it's not about stuff like this. It could be politics. It could be yeah. a specific topic that might necessarily be, uh, uh, I don't know, kind of taboo to speak about in our present time and whatnot. But open conversation is <laughs> good. You guys got to get used to it. And if you're not into that, then 
probably shouldn't listen to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. So um, also, I want to be able to plug my Patreon if you guys like this podcast, even though it is very new. um, Or if you're coming from my YouTube channel or wherever you may be coming from. Um, I'm going to have my Patreon linked in the description. It's pretty cheap. And if you sign up to it, you support this channel, but also you have a chance to win products or Amazon gift cards. So there is some incentive. It's kind of like a raffle. But again, it does support this channel. If you don't, just giving me the views and the plays is good enough. But I just want to let everyone know it is there. I'm not trying to uh, trying to hustle you. I'm going to wrap this up. Stuart, again, I appreciate you being on here. Thank you. Yeah, of course. I will see you guys next time. If you guys have any uh, recommendations also for guests that you would want to have on here, go ahead and leave them uh, in the comments or wherever you're listening to. You guys have mentioned them to me on social media and whatnot, and we're going to do a very informal close because I'm, I'm ranting. All right, everybody, we'll, we'll uh, hear, hear from you, listen to you, see you guys. We're going to hear from you guys next time. All right, see you later.